Does it sound familiar? Do you think that they've been planning this for more than a couple days? What's next? Our great civilization has come upon a moment of reckoning. They already took your free speech. They already muzzled you. The wealthy got super wealthy. This is not about freedom or personal choice. Number one bullshit guy. He do the wee woo wee woo. And the average everyday American got used as a pawn in their sick little game. I'm telling you right now, you're a slave. You want to know what the biggest problem is in our country? You're an inconvenience to all of these people. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Conservative Daily Podcast. Thank you for joining us once again. My name is Apollo. Uh, I think you're muted, Jake. Uh, but welcome back, everybody. Uh, you got your voice now? I do have my voice. Good. Good morning. Good How morning, are you? Good morning. Excellent. I love the flag Wonder, behind wonderful. you. Thank you. It's it's a it's an original Valley Forge made in America. Unlike all the flags in Walmart, or many of them are made in China. Yes. Well, we're seeing we are beginning to see the fallout of that. I mean, we have been seeing the fallout of uh, the American or of the United States producing hardly anything of its own. Uh, outside of certain industries and getting all of their consumer goods from places like China, uh, including some of our supplements and consumable goods, which uh, over the years have proven to be tainted with various heavy metals and other things. I'm sure there's nothing going on there. Um, well, you know, we, we have certain actors to blame on that. You know, a lot of them, the past two dynasties of, of political rule had... To, you know, coming from Michigan yourself, you know, you watched the auto industry get flushed out. You watched American production get flushed out. And now, you know, now those players are back in the game, actually. Today's episode is about wonderful Barack Obama and his push to emerge as the uh, defibrillator for the image of the Biden regime. So he is trying to shock start. Uh, I guess some kind of energy behind the disastrous failure that is the current administration. Yeah, and I, uh, anyone who's in manufacturing cities, uh, I saw in Michigan during Obama's term, the uh, devastation that occurred within the auto industry and others. Uh, we saw a great deal of inflation. We saw businesses crushed. Uh, we saw the fallout of the Affordable Health Care Act, uh, which I think would have been more aptly named the you know, Americans Suffering Act, frankly, uh, one that was not in the interest of Americans, but uh, essentially eliminated all uh, medical privacy. Uh, but we have some interesting things to talk about today. There are some big things happening and everyone needs to be aware of it. So, Jake, I'll let you kick it off. All righty. Yeah. So Obama came out. He was yesterday. He was at Stanford, Stanford University, going off about the resurging importance of how Americans must be, how how Americans must look at dealing with misinformation and disinformation in their life. An ironic coincidence that as Musk is about to rake the board of Twitter across the coals and shut down their whole. Uh, disinformation peddling campaign, which is Twitter, which are the big tech firms. Obama, with his slick lips and serpent tongue, has reemerged to tell, well, probably because he says it a little bit better than whatever uh, decoder is needed to understand what Biden's trying to say. But Obama stood up, did a, a, long, a long conference or speech at Stanford. Uh, A1, please. Barack Obama calls for more censorship. First Amendment does not apply to Facebook and Twitter. We actually have a cut of him giving his speech. Scary, scary stuff considering a man that has been lurking in the shadows for the past few years is now uh, fully on stage again. A2, please. Whether we work at a tech company or consume social media, whether we are a parent, a legislator, an advertiser on one of these platforms, Now's the time to pick a side. 
We have a choice right now. Do we allow our democracy to wither? Or do we make it better? Tonight, former President Obama sounding the alarm on the dangers of disinformation. In his lengthy speech today at Stanford, the backyard of Silicon Valley, he warned that tech platforms have been central to dividing us, spreading lies and endangering democracy as we know it. With us tonight, Clint Watts, West Point graduate, Army veteran, and former FBI special agent. He's also a distinguished research fellow at the Foreign Policy Research Institute with a focus on terrorism, counterterrorism, social media influence, and Russian disinformation. Always good to see you, Clint. Uh, help us get this into context. Is the situation as dire as the former president put it? I think it is. I think one of the things we've learned over the last six to seven years is that people are, are too often choosing the information that suits what they want to hear from people that look like them and talk like them. It's their digital tribes. And this has led to things like uh, <laughs> the erosion of trust in vaccines or, or, or public health officials. We've seen it with our election infrastructure and the integrity of the vote. We've also seen it in terms of how foreign adversaries essentially use information to manipulate us to try and convince us things that aren't true. So across the board... I just have to hold it there real quick. The erosion of vaccines, I think maybe the erosion in confidence of vaccines might have something to do with the fact that they lied about the vaccines uh, being gene editing therapies and then came out and said... Yeah, we knew there were gene therapies, but we didn't say that because we wanted to make sure that mo more people got vaccinated. Maybe it has something to do with the explosion uh, in issues, in health problems and complications and adverse events in our military, which we now know uh, from the DMED database is thousands of percent across HIV infections, neurological disorders, immune disorders, uh, fertility, cancer a massive array of problems. Maybe it has something to do with the fact that the VAERS data has exploded. Maybe it has something to do with the fact that we're seeing young athletes dropping dead on the field. Maybe it has something to do with a mysterious, uh, you know, foot-long, sometimes meter-long blood clots that they're pulling out of, out of, uh, out of embalming uh, bodies. Maybe, maybe... Yeah that there are other reasons for an erosion and the lack of confidence in vaccines in the mainstream media. It's, it's, it's almost like some black mirror Orwellian twilight zone approach here that, well, it's very dangerous that people that look like you and talk like you are convincing people that you uh, should, you know, that, or that you're starting to agree with people that look like you or talk like you. So, you know, it's really, really, if we were to dig George Orwell up, he would be very, very disturbed by the absurdity of what, I mean, in context in 1984, they, they, they've actually, took, it was, it was yeah, the hand guide that he wrote for these people to follow, and they just doubled down on it. But, I, you know, before we get back to that video, I think really at, at, at brute value, the only reason uh, Obama is... is the only reason Obama is so intent on on making sure censorship exists on social media platforms, I don't I don't think he wants that photo of, of Michelle O getting out. Mr. Producer, uh, Michelle O image in the drive. Um, where's that one? That's oh, in the drive. Not in the drive. Not there. No, I don't see it. Let's keep playing the video. Okay. There's a lot more in here. I think the situation is quite dire, and as the uh, phenomenon of disinformation and misinformation continues, it becomes very difficult to hold together the institutions of democracy, essentially to govern whenever no one has trust in it. And I think there were some, there's some polling out even today that I saw that just showed that all-time lows for trust in terms of governance and in terms of the media, and that is due in large part to social media in itself. Well, I mean, President Obama mentioned regulation as a possible solution for some online platforms, and, and he also criticized their profit motive. Here it is. These companies need to have some other North Star other than just making money and increasing market share. Fix the problem that, in part, they helped create, but also to stand for something bigger. If these platforms incentivize misinformation for engagement, for profit, what kind of regulation prevents that? Hold on. I have to stop there. 
incentivize misinformation. That sounds like a really nice Orwellian doublespeak term for allow free speech. Am I, am I misinterpreting that? What did they spend the last four years doing? Right? So it's I, in the pick a side comment from him. It's just, it's something that's so terrifying as we're heading into what is more an important election than 2020 was. You know, I, I've said that stealing something is one thing. Stealing something is a lot easier than keeping that thing you stole. Because as soon as you've stolen something, well, signs go up saying this, you know, this dog is missing. And then people start seeing you with that dog and then people start giving leads. And then now, and that, that's in a, in a bigger picture, what we're experiencing now is that keeping what you stole is a lot harder in the long run than actually stealing it. And now you're seeing these absurd pushes come out of these people to, to make every attempt at preventing that reality from, from becoming, you know, from becoming actuality for, you know, as, as the masses start waking up. So let's just, let's, let's just, you know, do the Solinsky double speak of Orwellian double speak with the Solinsky touch of just project. And they're still hanging on to the Russia collusion thing. They're still hang. I mean, there was a, and it's not really a surprise, but there was a, a Gallup poll or, or an Axios poll that came out and said, how, you know, how likely are you to think that Russians will again intervene in the American <laughs> yeah, election in 2022? And it was like 53% of Democrats, not surprising. Uh, but it, it's, it's something that even, even if you look at the whole claim for the CISA warrants and all of that, their level of Russian involvement was something to the tune of like five figures of Facebook ads were purchased that were like, like pro Trump. They were purchased by some guy in Russia and that was it, you know, it's like essentially saying that a bunch of guys in Sri Lanka put up Bernie 2020 signs in their backyard. Right. And that was Sri Lankan uh, collusion or uh, it, intervention in an, an American election rather than actually just having a, a machine system in 2020 that did all the magic for you across every state. So it's it's really a, a fascinating double double logic these people can keep executing but let's uh let's keep playing uh and so i'm gonna play this serpent. in a second uh, we have a comment from linda marie how do they say this crap with a straight face i wonder that all the time but you have to understand that they have been saying this crap with a straight face for years and so now we are just understanding exactly as a as a population as a whole as a country uh, collectively, we are understanding exactly how full of it they are. Um, but this is the kind of absolute doublespeak that they've been using for years. And uh, if you're on Rumble right now or you're on any of the other platforms, please uh, give us a like and hit the plus symbol. Give us a Rumble. If you support free speech and you will not comply with gun confiscation orders. All right, we're going to continue with the video now. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I think that's what's interesting, Chris, is that none of the solutions are, are particularly good on the regulatory side because uh, the two sides of the political aisle don't agree on what the problem is. Uh, you have certain party, uh, largely the Democratic Party, that wants to take down certain pieces of a content. You have the uh, Republican Party saying that they're being censored while also uh, burning books in some states. So it, it's hard to get consensus around what the rules would be because they don't agree what the problem is. They just all I have to stop it one more time because Republicans are burning books in some cases. They are, they are giving parallels once again to us being the Nazis, to the conservative movement, to Republicans in, the, you know, in general, those not on the left. We're the Nazis. They're claiming we're burning books because they, we don't want pornographic material in front of our children while they have been tearing down statues and calling for the eradication of any name or image of anything associated with, uh, you know, the Civil War, uh, actually tearing down and removing our history, exactly as the Nazis and communists did in multiple other countries uh, across history. And yet they're calling, it's this, the clear tactic, accuse them of what you're doing, 
uh, yourself. This is the the pathetic uh, Joseph Goebbels tactic. Uh, I, I, it's, it's unbelievable to me. We're going to keep going. <laughs> sort of point to the social media companies. So to some degree, I, I have sympathy for the social media companies in the sense that they're not sure what to police because no one can tell them what the rules are, what the boundaries are. However, uh, social media companies have for far too long focused very heavily on increasing the number of users and user engagement. And what we found with user engagement is things that are sensational, taken out of context. Things that aren't exactly true tend to proliferate and spread very, very quickly. There are most. You mean like this guy? This you mean, guy. Hold on. You mean guy. you mean yeah. th- taking things out of context, like how uh, Trump was accused of calling all Mexicans and all people coming over the border animals when he was referring to MS-13? Do you mean like when he was yeah. talking about uh, an actual therapy, and people told him that he was uh, advocating for drinking bleach? Do you mean like that? Yeah, like, Do you like, mean how like, he like, they accused him of horse paste while they while they have that cat medicine that has been developed that pill that we learned about with Dr. Bartlett? Is that what let's, you mean? Let's boil it down. So yeah, we have a problem that people are seeing things and they're starting to believe it, and so we have to make it illegal for them to believe things that they see might possibly be true. So it's it's if SNL actually just did their skits on stuff like this, they'd actually have an audience. They'd actually have people watching them, you know, but they, they, again, they're, you know, entities like that are part of, of furthering this agenda, but it's, you know, well, good I, humor I has truth in it. That's the whole point. Good humor has truth. Humor is funny oh, yeah. because it reveals some kind of truth. Maybe that you wouldn't have thought about, but when the, the humor, when the, the comedy, supposedly the stars of SNL completely lie and everything is done to further a narrative instead of, you know, instead of common to provide some kind of lightheartedness or some kind of intellectual, uh, you know, twist on on a very clear truth, then yes, people people are no longer interested. How much left do, do we have on that video? Two minutes. Oh, let's go for it because I have another one afterwards. Uh, Obama seven years ago saying, you know, he will not let dictators censor, <laughs> censor us. <laughs> right, you, you think they keep a notepad of all the things they say so they could keep track of all the lies but i guess well, they, they don't have to do that. they have they haven't had to because no one's been because they're the fact checkers right facebook doesn't have to remember all their garbage zuckerberg doesn't have to remember uh all the you know disgusting transhumanist ideas and his back and forth comments on free speech is the same as jack dorsey uh, because they're the fact checkers, and the fact checking organizations are owned by them, and funded by them, and partnered with them. It's easy when you get to fact check yourself. Yeah. All right, we're going to keep playing it. Sure. Uh, they engage in some ways that we don't entirely understand, and a lot of the algorithms which the social media companies use don't really have a test drive. Uh, they're launched out onto the public without us really knowing what happens to us as users and consumers of social media. Uh, this is all a large problem. And I think the last thing is the idea of global tech companies has come to a very quick end. The internet is already really broken up into three pieces. There's China's internet, there's the, the Western free internet, and there's distorted internets in between, Russia being one of those. Um, companies will have to pick a side. You're either mm-hmm. a tech company works with authoritarians or you're a tech company that supports democracy. You're gonna have to pick. You won't be able to do both. Uh, in the future. Let me ask you quickly about one more thing the former president referenced. It was a recent study that paid Fox viewers to watch CNN, and it led to measurable changes in their understanding (laughs) of current events. So maybe with effort, there's still hope? It's true. There's two parts to this. It's one part algorithm. It's one part us. Uh, The algorithm plays to confirmation bias, implicit bias, and availability bias, Whatever, whoever makes the most content, it's most likely to be seen. Oftentimes that's disinformation peddlers, but there's a human component to it too, which is what we tend to believe. That which we see first, that which we see the most, that which comes from a trusted source, and that which has no rebuttal. This shows you that if you are watching Fox News all the time and you just hear the same thing over and over, or if you're in Russia today and you're mm-hmm. listening to Russian state media, and over, you will tend to believe it, especially when there's no alternative. I think that's what that switch to CNN sort of study is showing. When there's an alternative, people are open-minded, but they have to be able to see it. So, okay, I hold on. <laughs> so there's when there's an alternative, because let's pretend right now that him saying that 
let's pretend that there hasn't been an alternative. Let's pretend that CNN, the same company that launched their streaming service, just closed its doors after after a month. Let's pretend that you know fools like this at MSNBC haven't already been offering an alternative point of view that the masses are not c- very capable of of, uh, of viewing that it's not easily accessible. Uh, let's pretend that the shift has not been all of a sudden these these MSNBC and these lefty organizations have popped out of nowhere. Let's pretend that the mainstream media has not been entirely co-opted by the left for years. Maybe he could he could say some of these things. Maybe. Well, no, his logic is we just you know if you dump enough of of a you know first off, these people are misinformed because they're absorbing too much of the wrong information. So we need to counter that by giving them too much of the right information. Again, who, you know, intelligence agency guy determines what the right information is apparently. But it's it's no different than, you know, like a McDonald's saying, look, you know, Burger King's selling too many burgers. So we're gonna, you know, we're, we're, we're gonna counter it by sending a guy dressed up as the Hamburglar to the drive-through at Burger King. I think that's the McDonald's creature. And we're gonna give him a tire iron Right. And we'll just, you know, the hamburger is going to beat people with a tire iron. Uh, and hopefully it, it, it sways people away from consuming the other thing over there. <laughs> so it's 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 the same rhetoric that, you know, it's 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 mafioso shakedown, uh, you know, tactic of of just swallowing up the other guy by say, in the logic that he's saying that you know, these people are, they're just consuming too much of the wrong information and it's up to us. And then her alluding to the fact that, you know, which is hilarious that the CNN study, you know, CNN has cratered in every, I mean, they, they fired their executive, they've canceled all their shows. They've can't, you know, they're, they're probably one step from bankruptcy and yet they're still pushing this, that this is some kind of study and it's also a paid study, right? So uh, people generally, you know, when someone says, hey, look, we'll give you a $50 gift card, people don't really care about completing the study. They just want the gift card. Well, so, I would love you know, to see what I want to see the actual it. questions. I want to see what they actually asked them to determine what, you know, what qualified as whatever they, however he phrased it, you know, like seeing the other side. Uh, I, I, I would bet that there, there's a, a little bit of, of funny business going on there. I, I haven't seen it, so I can't say for sure. Uh, but uh, <laughs> again, I, I actually want to get this guy's phone number and call him like while we're on the show. Like, oh, hey, I would buddy, be, I would be so more than happy hey, to do that. How's it going? We watched your interview. It was horrible. Horrible. <laughs> any more comments? Can we ask you a few questions? Uh, all right. Before we go on, I do have to remind everyone this podcast is sponsored by IP Vanish VPN. If you're tired of feeling like someone's always watching you on the internet, or maybe advertisers know a little too much about you, you're concerned about the privacy of your identity. Using incognito mode won't solve the problem. IPVanish VPN is here to protect your right to privacy and help you stay anonymous online. IPVanish helps you safely browse the internet without exposing your private details to third parties, hackers, your ISP, or advertisers. You can use IPVanish on your computers, tablets, phones, even devices like your Fire Stick when you're streaming media. When you use IPVanish, all of your data is encrypted. Uh, This means your private details, passwords, communications, browsing history, and more will be completely shielded from falling into the wrong hands. Even your physical location will be hidden. IPVanish makes you virtually invisible online. It's that simple. So when you use IPVanish, you have an unlimited number of devices. It won't sacrifice speed. Again, on your computer, tablet, or phone. Uh, And again, when you're streaming devices like like a Fire Stick, we know you won't be watching CNN Plus uh, because apparently no one wanted it and they closed their doors. Uh, yeah, but whatever you're watching, yeah, uh, go ahead and use IP Vanish. Uh, I don't go anywhere without it. It's on my computer right now. It's on my phone. Uh, so they're giving you a awesome 70% off your yearly plan for listeners of this show. That's basically like getting nine months for free. It's kind of a no-brainer. You also get a 30-day money-back guarantee. So it's super easy to use. You just push a button and you're instantly protected. You won't even know it's running. Stop sharing everything that you watch. Search for and buy with the world. Take your privacy back today with a brand rated 4.6 out of 5 on Trustpilot. 
You can get this amazing deal by going to ipvanish.com forward slash daily and use promo code daily. You'll get nine months for free or 70% off. That's ipvanish, ipvanish.com forward slash daily, promo code daily. Um, and I found that uh, the the image that you sent came through. So this is, uh, oh, this is okay. Michelle. This is actually, I think that's Big why Mike. you came back out. Big Mike. I don't think it- it must that have been brute. cold in there. It must have been cold. <laughs> brute in the nightdress. Uh, I think that's really his involvement in all this. He just wants to make sure that photo doesn't get around. Uh, little humor on my part. I, I have a very twisted sense of humor. So Well, it's, um, it's a little weird that we actually have to see legitimate photos like that from our yeah. first lady. Yeah. But, uh, you know, all of this is circling as as they're starting to lose power, right? You know, Dorsey was re- removed from the board. Right. He stepped down, I think, about a year, year and a half ago, maybe a year ago, as the company was failing. And it didn't do any good. And as I said earlier, that, you know, you have a guy like that that forms a company so massive in valuation that all of the sharks on the board eventually go for the, the founder. You know, it happened with it, it's happened with hundreds of major Fortune 500 companies, you know, that the it's they just force out the guy because it's it's a bunch of you know dogs fighting each other and so now dorsey's been sidelined and now then dorsey has been actually just trolling people now you know he was he was bantering a bit with musk's commentary and you know here's a guy that i'm not saying he's innocent in any sense in in the power structure that big tech has come to hold over us but i think he's possibly uh, edging to acknowledgement of where he may have you know helped create this monster and and then the consequences of it as this you know push and pull over control of this company is 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 really on the center stage now so musk has according to a 13d filing that he put out it was last night, but they, they have acquired the funding for to take over Twitter. And I think that's really where they're these establishment criminals that use these platforms to their advantage, whether, you know, was Zuckerberg's massive money funding uh, the CTCL initiative and then Twitter doing everything it could, even, you know, when when we broke the story on Ilhan Omar at Project Veritas, what they did to that story. And that, that, that ended up, you know, being what the New York Times, you know, the New York Times labeled that story as a coordinated disinformation campaign. And so Project Veritas sued them and now they're getting slaughtered. And there's a very good chance. I mean, even on one of the new undercover videos that came out with a New York Times guy saying, yeah, there's a very good chance they're going to, you know, smoke us on that they're going to they're going to win that lawsuit and so just even that one instance of collusion you know we put that out and within 24 hours of us putting that out new york times is you know the media extension of the department of justice at this point and then the twitter and facebook were the arbiters of truth or what they define as truth and everyone that, that, that video went so viral, we had 20 something million engagements in the first few days. That video went so viral that within 48 hours, anyone that posted it, reshared it, you know, liked it, received a notification worldwide saying this, you know, you know, for your consideration, you shared or, you know, engaged in misinformation. And then they ended up with a massive defamation lawsuit that is not going to end well for them. But these are the same people saying, you know, we, you know, we need to beware of dictators. We need to beware of the private industry. And for a variety of reasons, what's happening with Musk and Twitter is is probably the entry point for one of the largest class action lawsuits against a a huge blue chip company like Twitter. So in in, in standpoint, Musk providing a, a, a takeover bid at 35, 40% more than what the stock was valued at. The fact that the, the board is saying no to it, they are directly screwing their shareholder interest, which they have a lot, they have a liability to 
function in the interest of the shareholder. It's like a, a it's like a real estate agent getting an offer on a you know a house for one point five million when the owner was asking you know one point four, and then not taking that offer and showing it to the owner and then selling the house for one point two and saying look nothing better came through. So it's a complete disservice of of the agreement between the investors. And so in, in taking it private, there's, there's, there's a really large storm coming on, on this, whether Musk pulls off the deal or he just craters the company and everyone that even small guys, even kids trading, you know, trading Twitter on, on a Robinhood app are going to be involved or available to pursue class action charges against the company if they keep trying to blockade this. So it should be interesting how it, it pans out for them. But uh, A7 is, is a flashback to uh, the serpent-in-chief uh, talking about how dictators will not censor us while he has put on his dictator's uh, cap and is now saying that that is the very thing that is needed. Uh, the FBI announced today that, and, and we can confirm, that North Korea engaged in this attack. Uh, I think it says something interesting about North Korea, that they decided to have the state mount an all-out assault on a movie studio because of a satirical movie starring Seth Rogen and <laughs> James Flacco. Uh, I love Seth, and I love... And I love uh, James, I, but the notion that that was a, a threat to them, I think gives you some sense of, of uh, the kind of uh, regime we're talking about here. Uh, they caused a lot of damage, and we will respond. Uh, we will respond proportionally, and we'll respond uh, in a place and time uh, and manner that we choose. We cannot have a society in which some dictator someplace can start imposing censorship here in the United States. Because if somebody is able to intimidate folks out of releasing a satirical movie, imagine what they start doing when they see a documentary that they don't like or news reports that they don't like. All right, um, pause it there, pause it there. Imagine when a dictator sees something they don't like, like a documentary or a movie, like 2,000 Mules or uh, the other one that is just came out a week ago on uh, Zuckerberg's involvement in the electioneering funding. Imagine that. Imagine if a dictator didn't like that. And imagine, you know, the third world message that would send that such a dictator would just shut it down actually no it's so much so that a third world dictator would say oh this company needs to be nationalized by the federal government because things are being posted on it that the people want to see but we don't think they should because you know we we we've made up a narrative and we need to stick to it so it's it's quite ironic that you know uh he's mimicking the very talking points of what he calls a dictator kim jong Un or ill, one of the Kim Jongs, and saying that you know we, we, we can never let ourselves fall into that uh, decline because we're a democracy. And then fast forward now, and it's you know we we need to own everything and we need to control everything that the people absorb and consume. Well, I think it's fascinating hearing. I mean, listen to the words that he said. You know, we will we will respond proportionately. You you know what you want to see a proportional response. Remember when uh, Soleimani did some stuff? I'm going to use Ilhan Omar's language because uh, I find I find it appropriate. Uh, some guy did when, some when some guy did some stuff, and then Trump bombed said guy. Right, blew his hand. So off. you take that versus Obama, who's now you know complaining about what some dictator in another country who doesn't stand for the values that our country does. What might they think? Uh, when some private media comes out with some stuff, I don't know what 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 would you think if you know that same president gave uh, it was like over a one point five billion dollars in cash, you know, to Iran. I don't know. It sounds like I'm hearing a bit 
uh, of a double standard. Uh, it sounds like I'm yeah. hearing someone who may be guilty of, you know, of, of placating, uh, directly funding, and bowing to many of these uh, these so-called dictators, uh, who was made, who was embarrassed and had his pants pulled down when Trump did actually take decisive action that uh, someone with a sane mind would say, yeah, that maybe it's proportional not to bend to the whims of these individuals. And if they if they you know kill Americans and continue to make statements to the effect, uh, maybe it would be prudent to show them uh, the force that America actually has and protect our citizens instead of you know. Uh, playing this political garbage. Uh, I mean, I mean it, am, am I wrong, Jake? Did, am, I, am I missing something? No, no. And I, I think that's, you know, why they had to, you know, pull the, uh, the, 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 the serpent tongue man out of the, the closet and, and put him up on stage again is because they're doing a terrible job at convey. I mean, look, I, you know, the most popular president in history 81 million votes, right? And now all of a sudden, you know, two two stages. All of a sudden, you know, most popular president in history. Then all these elections on the state level, then, uh, you know, loses all these, you know, Virginia was one of them with the lieutenant governor, the governor, the, the, the sheriff, I think, gets, you know, clean sweep all across the board, all across the country. And then now, uh, you know, basement level approval ratings the lowest of any president so you have the most popular president in, in votes becomes the most unpopular president within a year and then now it's you know they have to they have to get the the, the car salesman out again and that's <laughs> what they're doing because because you you really can't expect to sell a senile agenda well especially if the person that's selling it is is senile so the the they they have you know they had, to, they had to pull them out and polish them up and put them out front again so that they can uh, re rework their marketing approach to this well and you know I, I again going back to why are they how do they say this with a straight face this has worked for them up until now now that the now that the blinders are off the american people now this is this is all they have like they, they 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 are afraid of free speech they're afraid of competition because they're afraid of competition that's why they don't like the free market that's why they do not like having twitter taken away from them as their information war uh, or tool of war because they know that their ideas cannot stand up to actual competition it cannot stand up to the free market of ideas and this is how they have dominated the american people and this is how they've advanced so many of these agendas is because they haven't had to compete now finally we're seeing all these changes because so many americans have woken up that now all of a sudden when when people come in and elon musk wants to give them billions of dollars they can't afford it because now they're seeing the the fruits of them actually having to compete in the free market of ideas and they're losing and they're losing badly so i want to play the well, rest of this uh or even worse imagine if producers and distributors and others start engaging in self-censorship because they don't want to offend the sensibilities uh, of somebody whose sensibilities probably need to be offended. Um, so, uh, you know, that's not who we are. That's not what America's about. Um, again, I, I'm sympathetic that Sony as a private company was worried about liabilities and this and that and the other. I wish uh, they'd spoken to me first. Uh, I, w I would have told them, do not get into uh, a pattern in which you're intimidated by these kinds of criminal attacks. Um, imagine if instead of it being a cyber threat, somebody had broken into their offices and destroyed uh, a bunch of uh, computers and stolen disks. And is that what it takes for suddenly you to pull the plug on something? Or smashed um, hard drives with hammers. So, so uh, you know, we'll engage with not just the film industry, but the news industry and uh, the private sector uh, around these issues. We already have. We will continue to do so. Uh, 
but I think all of us have to anticipate occasionally there are going to be breaches like this. They're going to be costly. They're going to be serious. Uh, we take them uh, with the utmost seriousness. Uh, but we can't start changing our patterns of behavior any more than uh, we stop going to a football game because there might be uh, the possibility uh, of a terrorist attack any more than Boston didn't run its marathon this year. Ooh, that's a, that is a fascinating statement for someone like Obama to make. Fascinating statement well, for, for a man with his history. Well, you know, it's, it's, it's ironic having someone say how Sony should have stood their ground. You know, the issue was that I think it was the interview was the movie. It was a parody of uh, Americans going into North Korea to uh, assassinate Kim Jong-il and they end up, you know, becoming friends with him. And so it was very similar. It was like Borat. There's a different type of it. And you, you have this, you have this rhetoric coming out of Obama saying that this is something, you know, they should have stood their ground and not have been intimidated. What happened when, you know, I mean, at least he can, you know, at least he can commit to that, that stance. But, you know, when they got rid of Uncle Ben's rice because it's racist, right? And Aunt Jemima because it's racist, you know, we don't, you should not bend. Which is a fascinating one because she was an actual person. Oh, and stereotype. Was, she was like a, a, an icon of, of like, she was an icon in the family. Like there's even reports on this as, as this was like brewing that the family came out and said, what are you doing? She was an icon because she traveled the country. She, you know, she was, she was like a, a, a po you know, it's like Rosie the Riveter for the black community of coming out and, you know, being, you know, you you have the post slavery South. And then now you have a woman that's, the face of a, a, a nationwide brand being, you know, transported all around the country, being the face of this brand. And then, you know, either own family said, look, what, what are you doing? We want to keep like, it, it's a great honor for our family. And they said, well, no, no, that's, that's the definition of hypocrisy is you have a, a, a man trying to put his foot down on a quote unquote dictator while uh, the rest of the establishment that's functioning in 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 unison with these people people like obama people like the clintons the dynasties and the tech companies that are feeding this narrative that you know well we have to get you know we have to put our foot down with a dictator but we can't let we can't let that black woman be on a bottle of syrup because we have deemed it racist but we're the nazis we burn books right oh yeah we're we, the ones no, who want to erase history we burn, uh, we burn maple syrup well <laughs> maybe we can make cars out of them it'll be the new green energy uh, before we go any further, <laughs> I have to remind everyone this podcast is sponsored by Air Medcare Network. Uh, if you live in a rural area that's hard to reach by road or if you like to hike or spend a lot of time outdoors, health insurance will not always cover the cost of an emergency medical flight. Uh, with Air Medcare Network, you're covered for as little as $85 a year. Not only you, but your entire household will be covered. Uh, this is fire insurance. Uh, the cost, if you do have to have an emergency medical flight, can be extremely, extremely high, and it has bankrupted families. I know uh, a couple people personally who have needed uh, you know, an emergency medical flight. Astronomically expensive. Uh, so don't let that happen to you. For listeners of this show, uh, you can get a $50 e-gift card back when you go and sign up today. Uh, to do that, you go to airmedcarenetwork.com forward slash daily and use promo code daily. Uh, they have an option for an Amazon gift card. Do not use it. Uh, Be Bezos needs nothing uh, other than perhaps uh, an indictment for the you know, disgusting work, work he has been doing. Uh, note, he's also the one who purchased the Washington Post and got nothing but uh, applause and cute little intellectual articles uh, uh, as opposed to Elon Musk. Uh, now that someone who's not on their side is threatening their speech, their free speech uh, limiting platforms. Uh, so again, your whole household will be covered, not just you. Uh, it's a seal. So go to airmedcarenetwork.com forward slash daily and use promo code daily. Uh, it's fire insurance. Uh, so don't let yourself get, get stuck in a situation like that if you do need an air medical flight. Um, so, and we're, we're almost out of time, but we do have uh, another short segment. Uh, let's, let's, before we jump into that, let's look at, you know, the, 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 the 
cornerstones of disinformation arguments that we've been faced with the past, you know, since 2016, the Russia collusion hoax, right? Obliterated. Up until now, we were told that we shouldn't listen to that. We shouldn't, you know, we shouldn't listen to any objection to that. We should accept it for face value. Now Durham is going after uh, uh, GPS, uh, Fusion GPS, the, the DNC, Perkins Coie, uh, the whole DNC establishment is is getting roped up into this. And that was example one. Ex example two, uh, Hunter Biden laptop, right? Nothing to see here, nothing to see here, Russia disinformation. Uh, and, and then even to every story that's come out of Project Veritas, I mean, even what happened with the diary, with the Ashley Biden diary, that was a, that story was a, you know, a no go. And then the DOJ dragged it all up again. So, you know, if, if these are the examples, you know, these are the greatest scandals of our time, they make Watergate look like nothing. If these are the, the people that somehow managed to put on a straight face and stand up in front of the country and say, look, this is this is how you need to think, because clearly presenting you with the facts out on the table, nothing, you know, nothing, uh, nothing. It, it's truly amazing that the American people still allow these people to get up on stage. I can't disagree with you. Um, and right before we get into the last segment, the one piece we do have is there's been, you know, this is, as you see this push to be able to control the information entire, in its entirety from a nationalized media apparatus. We already, we, we, are, we, we know that the, apparat the media apparatus has been nationalized through big companies, but uh, directly falling into the hands of uh, the government now. So... If you want to pull up that article, there's been a. Oh, you're talking about the the, the food the food processing yeah, stuff, yeah. Yeah? Okay. Yep. yeah. You want to jump into that? Yeah. Um. So recent article, April 21, 2022, food processing plants have been catching on fire. Fascinating little trend. So, uh, since the beginning of this year, there have been a high number of food distributing and processing facilities catching on fire, creating massive damage. Why are so many catching on fire? Uh, Jake, you want to you wanna dive into this for well, a second? Do you remember? I was, I was in North Carolina for when that fertilizer. Yeah, you were there. You were there and one of them was going up. Largest, largest fertilizer factory in the southeast. And it, it got leveled. And, you know, there was, there was a period of time where I thought the thing was going to explode and blow out my windows a few miles away from it. But it's, it's happening all over the place. You know, Tucker Carlson did a great cover on this last night or the night before uh, to the extent of it, it's it's happening everywhere. And they give a few examples. And this, I think, factors into part of why they need to control the media. They need they need they need to double down and take it all over at this point for the the truth that they have created, not the truth that they're trying to convey. Uh, they, they need to prevent that truth from coming out. So April 12th, Taylor Farms Processing Facility in Salinas, California, overnight fire. There are 35,000 gallons of ammonia stored at the, the building. 225,000 square feet lost to the fire. It, Taylor Farms is the main producer of fruits and vegetable products in, in Salinas. Uh, another one, food... Uh, <laughs> the food processing plant fires have been a trend since the beginning of 2022 kind of a you know you had the tide pod challenge trend and now it's like oh let's just you know burn down our food infrastructure well, no no i mean this, is, this is serious though like I, I i'm gonna be honest this this looks to me like some coordinated stuff because this is happening all over the place i mean i've never heard about more than maybe one of these over the years and now there's been a, a ton of them and weird instances like a plane flies into a couple of them, I think it was. Uh, yep. I mean, I'm going to be honest, guys. Uh, I mean, we've said this before on the show, uh, and I do not enjoy, like, the fear panic, stuff like that. But I'm going to urge everyone right now, make sure that you have some food and water. This is in line with what we have seen as they've been dismantling the economy with the, the already very apparent food disruptions for many who, uh, who are actually in touch with uh, with the food supply and actually have to shop on a daily basis and aren't watching MSNBC every day. Uh, there's a lot of weird stuff going on. And 
if, if I'm being honest, I would not at all be surprised if there were some actors who are, uh, j- just like we saw with BLM and Antifa, just like we've seen with some of these FBI stings, uh, trying to make, uh, make it look like all right-wingers and patriots are, are these evil nuts who, you know, want to abduct the governor and uh, yada, yada, yada in January 6th. Uh, I, I'm going to give everyone caution that this very well may be uh, a plan to further rob the American people of the ability to feed and sustain themselves. Um, you can dig into this more if you want, uh, Jake, if you want to dive into any more of this. But pay, I'm just going to urge everyone, pay attention to what's going on with this. This is, uh, I, I believe this is a very significant uh, little chain of events that we're seeing especially given the timing. Uh, so please do pay attention to this. If you don't have uh, at least enough food and water to, to take care of your family for a few weeks, I, I would urge you to look at doing so yesterday. Yeah, I, you know, I saw in the comments that, that, that you're also, we've covered this with the eggs and the, the bird flu in much of much of the much of the country now it wasn't just the few states that it, it started in they're ordering and, people to kill their like chickens on their own land too these are not just like then, certain farms so it's it, it's the final act of war you know you why did napoleon fail when he invaded russia they had no equipment. They could. Everything was freezing. They couldn't get they, food. They, they couldn't over, get any they of their stuff. Their, they, they overextended their supply lines. They actually. They actually. They, this is salting brought, the fields. This is this is very they, old. This is salting the fields. Oh yeah, this, this is uh, Carthage. Uh, so this is this is a really concerning point when you're looking at historical context in the fall of civilization, uh, uh, any civilization in history that has collapsed and and. You know, the final stage is upon us in that we're looking at, I told you about the farmer I know from New York. He said his seed seed and fertilizer bill went from $250,000 on an average year to now it's like pushing seven, 800,000. You know, we've talked to the, the ranchers out in Colorado of how much food has gone up and, and that it costs $4 a day to feed a cow. And by the time it's reached maturity, it's not even... You know, it's not even there's there's no money left in it for them. And then you see the surging food prices, you see the surging uh, fuel prices, and then you see the warehouses getting wiped out of domestic fertilizer warehouses getting wiped out. The trains coming down from Union Pacific now saying that they're going to be carrying half the fertilizer during the most important planting time in the year. And that D, uh, DEF or DEF fluid for big uh, motor uh, diesel motors is just written in that they're they're going to restrict half of of the the annual supply, and it's all purposeful. There's no longer any coincidences that can be argued in this. Is that the American people by by the middle of this summer are going to be faced with a really really precarious environment whether it's feeding their family and you know I, w- I was at the grocery store last night and there's this bottle of juice that i went to buy and it was ten dollars i used to buy them for 5.99 you know glass or and so it's these like luxury items these these items that have you know niche value that you're you're going to see dropping off and you know it's 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 really you said it earlier that the American people should have 30 to 45 days. Of solid. I would say three months, if I'm going to be honest, that should be a standard. But There's if you don't have anything now, get it. Now. It is, it is, uh, it's, it is. And, but this is part of, this is part of the plan. And I'm going to, I'm going to say to you, there are people who would say that's ridiculous. You know, th- that's just fear. This is uh, you know, like yada, yada, make fun of the preppers. I'm sorry, but the preppers got it right in a lot of ways. Okay. And it's one of those things. It's like carrying a gun. You, you don't care about carrying a gun until you need a gun. So you see someone carrying a gun, you go, ha-ha, why does he need that? And then all of a sudden, the, the day comes when you need one, and that guy doesn't look so stupid. And that these are the times that we are now living in. That that I believe that day is fast approaching. All right, guys? And you would say, well, they could never do that. What do you mean? I'm going to tell you right now, if you are awake to the things that have been going on, if you've been listening to this show and many others, they have been hiding the risks of the COVID gene therapy shot 
which is a bioweapon. They have been hiding the origin and uh, the fallout that has occurred from, from COVID in and of itself. They have they shut down the economy. They have been pushing all this garbage into the into the heads of children. They they have, are and have been committing genocide on all of us worldwide. And in this country, we are seeing an unbelievable amount of people coming out with with uh, adverse events being affected by uh, by you know this COVID pandemic, both health wise and financially and you know mentally. Uh, do you really believe at this point, after seeing everything, after seeing the lies of the mainstream media, after seeing that they would steal your elections, after seeing that they would kill you and they would continue to kill you even when they've known for months what it was doing and people are speaking up ab about it, that they have been forcing people working for these companies to get the vaccines. They've been forcing our military to get the vaccines, which, by the way, you want to talk about like a siege warfare? You want to talk about dismantling the combat effectiveness and the ability of a country to defend itself? Here's a really easy way. You destroy the food supply and starve them out. You make the food that they can get so expensive, unaffordable, and unavailable that they cannot prepare from that point on. And you dismantle uh, or destroy the health of men and women who would be able and willing to defend this country, both in our military, which we know has happened, by forcing these shots and the lies, saying that it was FDA approved when it wasn't even available. They talk about the Cominardi, which is not even, they, they weren't even able to give it. It wasn't on the market. And this is what they were telling you they were giving you. They've lied about what's in them. They, they have, this is, if you look at it from a 30,000 foot view, this is a perfect operation to destroy the ability of America to sustain itself and to defend itself. So do you really and, think and they wouldn't do it? And we're in the final stage of that from from a, a pure chaos takeover. Wait for the cities to run out of food. And it doesn't even have to be running out of food. Like you wait know, that, for the wait for the electricity to go out. What happened when the EBT cards went down in, in several states because the, the power went out? Electric prices are up 25 percent, too. So, you know, right before we wrap, you know, this is the best way to simplify it. Americans got $3,000 of their own money, right? It's, it's like the, the credit card companies that hand credit cards out in front of colleges and the freshman coming in makes some terrible financial decision, racks it up and they can't get out from under it. And so, but the, why, did the, why did the kid take the card? Because he thought, you know, oh, I have some money to spend. It's not my money. And so that's what they did with stimulus. They got everyone to look the other way, take some money that was theirs. And now... You're, you're paying the hefty consequence of it and, and, and it did nothing. It did nothing. It was, it, it was the greatest scam of the American people. And now to continue that distraction, you haven't heard anything about stimulus checks. You know, Social Security recipients have received like a, a 4% and the media outlets try to say, oh, it's the largest raise of social security recipient, you know, whatever their monthly payment is, went up like four or 5%, which is, it's like $50 if you've maxed it out. Well, and remember, remember, we can't afford to give the shots to everyone now. We can afford right, the old people and, you know, the, the old and the young. We can get so them, but we can't afford to give all Americans a, another round of booster shots. They're telling you right so now can, that they, they don't even have the money to roll out the rest of their, their depopulation plan. Right. So we need to, we need to please donate now. Like that's, that's, you know, let's go back to the taxpayer. Let's, let's have the taxpayer fund their own genocide. Let's have the taxpayer fund their own suffering. So you got $3,000. Your cost of living has gone up $5,500 a year. So do the math. You know, once again, you got screwed royally. And it's not over. So I think we're out of time. But We are out of time. And I thank everyone for joining us. Uh, we're going to have a great show for you tonight with, some, uh, with a fantastic guest. Uh, we'll be on Frank's Beach. So remember, everyone, we are going at 4 p.m. Mountain Time, 6 p.m. Eastern now for the p.m. show. So if you show up at 5, you will have missed it. 4 p.m. Mountain Time, 6 p.m. Eastern. Uh, the texts that you're going to get are going to go out uh, before that show, same as always. But remember, we are going forward. We are moving our PM show an hour earlier to 4 p.m. Mountain Time, 6 p.m. Eastern. Uh, so make, make sure you tune in there. If you can't get it, I know some of you are coming out of work, depending on the time zone. You can watch the replay. Uh, but we'll be live on Frank's Beach uh, at that 
uh, 6 p.m. Eastern time slot going forward on evenings, Monday through Friday. Uh, so go ahead uh, and help us out. Do yourself a favor. Go over to conservative-daily.com. You can become a member. Memberships are live. Uh, thank you for all of those who have already signed up. Uh, we're going to be sending you a personalized message uh, very soon to thank you. Uh, be getting you some some awesome uh, content as well. As little as ten bucks a month, you can get. Uh, you can you know buy us a coffee, we like to call it. Uh, but all these memberships, you get discounts and higher and higher accessibility to the fax blast, so that you can make your voice heard in Congress. Uh, put a little bit of pressure on these scumbags. Uh, make sure that they know that the people are watching. They are they are listening to their words, and we know that. Uh, or they know that we are going to be holding them accountable. This is the year of accountability, and America will be restored. Uh, but if you like the show, you can find us on Telegram, Conservative Daily, and Joe at Joel Oltman. Direct links are t.me slash conservative daily and t.me slash Joel Oltman. Joe's on True Social, and so are we. We aren't let in yet, but we will be soon. You can find us and follow us there at Conservative Daily at Joel Oltman. We're live on conservative-daily.com, Rumble, DLive, Frank, Clout Hub, and Frank Speech now, again, at that 4 p.m. Mountain Time, 6 p.m. Eastern, on Lindell TV 2. Uh, so if you're on Rumble right now, smash the Rumble button. Uh, yeah, we need to smash the Rumble button, guys. Let's blast that up real quick. Uh, if you want to hear us on the audio edition, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, Podbean, and Audible, go over there, smash the five stars, uh, help us in a review. We have climbed really high very quickly in the last several months. Uh, we've grown a lot, and it's all thanks to you, so thank you so much. Uh, go over and give us a five-star review. Help us climb up higher so that we can reach as many people as we need to, which is everyone. Uh, we can share the truth, open people's minds, spur them to activate, to uh, to move into action. Uh, share this episode. You can share it on Rumble, on DLive. Share the audio editions. Be an ambassador for truth. If you need a reminder when we go live, text the word FREEDOM to 89517. Um, and go over if you're a member of FEC United or you'd like to learn more, go to commission.global. You can download the app uh, on Apple or on uh, Android. Uh, go to FEC United. You can find us on there, fecunited.com. Uh, to learn more about FEC United. And we're going to have some awesome content coming out for you. We've got uh, some additions to our team, and it's going to be phenomenal. Uh, so that's it. Before we wrap, uh, we're going to pray with everyone. So, Father God, thank you, thank you, thank you. We thank you for all the blessings that you have given us that we continue to receive. We thank you for the awakening of the American people. We thank you for dismantling the Mockingbird media operations that have kept us all enslaved, that have kept that stick with a rope tied to the elephant's leg in the ground for so long, that have kept us divided, that have split us apart, kept us fearing our neighbor, distrusting our neighbor. Thank you for lifting our country out of the darkness that it has been embroiled in for so long. We pray that we continue every day to march forward with wisdom, that we hear the information we need to hear with an open, objective ear. We pray that our hearts are lightened. We pray that all of our brothers and sisters around us see the humanity in us and choose good and choose to stand up. We pray that Americans already awakened activate now. And we pray that those who are not yet awakened do both. We need you. We need you, God. We work tirelessly and we will continue to do so. Give us strength to continue that work so that we may connect all like-minded Americans and people all over the world, that they may see the beauty of true freedom, that they will choose to speak, to use their First Amendment rights granted by you and articulated in the Constitution. We pray that when push comes to shove, Americans will not give up their arms. They will stand up, that no longer will we sit idly by, will we stand and watch another American be abused, another child endangered. But when we see it, we will speak up, we will take action, we will move on our feet, we will use our own hands to put a stop to it. We are so blessed for all of the truth that we have received by your will in the last two years. We pray that this continues. We pray that we will see our country restored. We pray that those who have been harmed by this agenda will, will find peace and that those who have been led astray will be brought back to you. In Jesus' name we pray this. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you again, everyone. 
This is the year that we see our country restored. We will be back this evening, 4 p.m. Mountain, 6 p.m. Eastern. God is good. We are winning. The Mockingbird Media and the Cabal, they are falling. They have nothing left but to continue the same tactics. And though they will try some dirty tricks, they will not succeed. We will weather the storm, and we will come out on the other side victorious, and we will be the victors. We will see you all tonight. God bless you all. God bless America. May you find peace and strength in your neighbors, in your loved ones, and in God. We'll see you tonight.